Thanks for joining us here at Faith Assembly for our weekly podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in this week. To learn more about our church, you can visit us online at myfaithassembly.org. Join us live or connect with us on Facebook. Welcome to church. Fill out the, if you can, fill out the connect card. There'll be a way for us to connect with you, let you know things like a uh, worship in the park tonight at 5 o'clock at Bailey. <laughs> Bring your raft. I'm checking my phone here because I've been texting back and forth with some of the other pastors and uh, trying to see. Uh, at the moment right now, we are moving it to uh, Mount. It's not going to be at Bailey Park after this rain. It's not going to happen at Bailey Park. But at Mount Olivet Baptist Church on uh, Stewart, I think it's 22 Stewart Avenue uh, in Uniontown is where we'll be. We'll update our information. And here comes another bro- bucket brigade. We got it all. Give it up for the bucket brigade. We got it all covered. Yeah. It's, my bucket's nicer than your bucket. Uh, the, uh, um, the worship's going to happen at uh, Mount, Mount Olivet tonight at 5 o'clock. Um, but we do know next Sunday is Father's Day, so hopefully we'll have some uh, folks that you'll be able to join us. Not only bring dad to church, invite some dads to come, and uh, here's what's happening. We're going to have church. We're going to be in the presence of God. And when you leave, dads, we're going to have candied bacon and Coca-Cola. So uh, uh, it's a win-win. Um, but uh, hope you'll come and, and join us for church next Sunday. With that, I uh, invite you to um, send some photos of uh, uh, dads, uh, and uh, you'll find that information. That There's a link that you can upload some photos. Our team's going to put together just a tribute honoring dads, and it's going to be a great time next Sunday. Well, Romans chapter 12 is where we're going to be looking today, and uh, I want to encourage you, if you've not yet joined us on the YouVersion Bible app, today would be a great day to do that. If you have the YouVersion Bible app, uh, you can open that up, and uh, it'll be a spot on there that you can find events, live events, and you'll find Faith Assembly. It should be the first one that comes up because it's according to proximity, and you're pretty close to it, so it should pop right up. Select Faith Assembly, and then uh, you'll follow along with the service. We provide this each week But I want to mention it today because we are going to be referencing a spiritual gifts test that that is a a link that we provided for our church just as a a way for us to help us go deeper in uh, understanding and operating spiritual gifts. We're coming to the end of this series that we've called Arsenal, and Arsenal is simply this, an array of resources that are set aside or made available for a specific purpose. The specific purpose is to build up the body of Christ. Those resources are the gifts of the Spirit and so we've been looking at this over the last couple of weeks, and today I want to I look at uh, just the importance of being filled, remaining, remaining focused and filled in the presence of God. Uh, in Romans chapter 12, Paul starts to list some gifts of the Spirit again. There's some that are listed in 1 Corinthians. We referenced that. He lists some here. Ephesians will list a, a, another list of some gifts of the Spirit. And before we read that, I want to just set this up. Paul is talking to the church in Rome. And as he's talking to the church in Rome, he's instructing them that it's necessary and encouraging them to live as people who are holy and pleasing unto God. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. The Bible says, offer yourself as a living sacrifice, pleasing and acceptable unto God. And Paul, of course, is encouraging the people to do that in Rome. He's telling the church to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice and then reminding them of this great truth. Don't think too much of yourselves. Don't think too highly of yourself than you ought to because 
You are a part of the body and every part has a role. Paul goes into that very thing that we talked about last week in this same section. And then he goes into verse six where I wanna look at today. Why don't you stand with me? And in Romans chapter 12, verse six, Paul then continues in his writing to the church in Rome. He says, in his grace, how many are thankful for the grace of God? That we could, we could spend time just talking on that. But you have to recognize these gifts are from the grace of God. It is the grace of God that gives us these gifts. And the reason that's significant is because the grace of God will never run out. The grace of God is, is, is sufficient. It's more than enough. And so God has given you more than enough. Look at your neighbor and tell him today you have what it takes. You have what it takes. The enemy will come along and say, I'm not qualified. I'm not like someone else. I don't have what it takes. I'm not, I'm not experienced enough. I don't have, I don't have. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have all you need in this moment. That you have the spirit of God living inside of you. Here's what he says in verse six. We didn't even get past three verses or three sentences, three words. Here we go. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Notice this, whatever your gift is, do it well. Do it with the best that you have. Verse nine, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy. All right, where was I? Okay, yeah, never be lazy. We'll talk about that later. But work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Rejoice in confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. God, I pray that you'd help us to go deeper in our walk with you. God, I pray that we would, we would tap a source that is greater and more than just surface, more than just occasional, more than momentary, but God, a surface, or God, a, a source that never runs dry. God, I pray that from the innermost being of our hearts would flow rivers of living water. I pray, God, that you would teach us to go deeper. Teach us, God, how to dig deeper wells. Teach us, God, to not just rely on other people and other circumstances and other things, but, God, to rely more and more and mostly upon your spirit. In Jesus' name. If you agree with that today, would you say amen? amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to just talk from this title today, Focused and Fueled, that we would recognize the importance of being in this relationship that is fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit. We laid some foundation already moving to the end of this series, and next week we'll wrap it up. Number one, the gifts of the Spirit are still for today. Somebody say amen. They're still operating today. This did not end with the apostles. It's still in operation today. All the gifts that are mentioned in Scripture are still for today. Number two, every single person who is a follower of Jesus Christ has a gift or multiple gifts, whatever the Lord would, would give each and every one who follows Jesus. This is not for a select group of people. This is for everyone who follows Jesus Christ. He's giving you gifts. Your gifts might look different than someone else's. We said that last week because difference is how we know God more because we cannot contain all of God by ourselves. It was separated. The Spirit of God separated and fell on each one. We are a body of Christ together. Yes, we can know God intimately, but in order to experience God in a greater way, we 
we need the body of Christ flowing and operating together. And every single person has a part and has a role. And we also talked about that when you have a significant encounter, something that happens significant, it's natural for it to be expressed in a passionate way. In the same that it is in the spirit, that it will be something that will come forth in, in worship. We see in scripture that they spoke in tongues, they prophesied or they worshiped, all of those things. And it is, it is with, without a doubt an evidence or, or not just an evidence, but the, a great benefit of being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit that it transforms you literally from the inside out. And Jesus said these words that out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. And so if you wanna know what's in your heart, it's set on what the desires are, and what's coming out of your mouth, that puts in alignment with where you're headed. Um, but God help us to stay focused and fueled. I uh, started ministry when I was uh, in Bible college, <clears throat> had the opportunity to serve as a youth intern. So I was an uh, intern uh, pastor. So uh, I served in a small church, and there was a, a lead pastor, and, and I was the uh, youth pastor uh, serving as an intern for that summer. And so uh, trying to do my best to be a great youth pastor. I planned a trip for students to go away for a day. We're going to go uh, just a, a little bit of a ways outside of Gettysburg where our church was, where I was from. And so we're, we're spending just a, a day away. We're going to go to a river, hang out at a park, have a great time. I put all the students in my dad's Chevy Astro minivan because they could fit in there. And so we took the Astro minivan, started going towards the, uh, the park where we were going to hang out for the day. And, and as we're going, the, the vehicle just began to sputter. And I'm thinking, you know, we, we, we hopefully can just get there. We'll assess the situation when we arrive at our destination. But on an incline, that vehicle decided it's not going any further. I was fortunately able to get it off to the side of the road. It stopped. The engine cut out. I got out and did what a 20-year-old knows to do. I opened up the hood and looked at it. I had no idea what to do after that. Fortunately, someone with more sense than this 21 or 20-year-old 20 comes alongside, and they assess the problem with me. He, of course, looks at the, the hood. He looks at everything. He takes the key, and he gets in the car, and then he gives me the assessment. He says, young man, you ran out of gas. That's all. Just ran out of gas. Uh, without the source, you don't have substance. I want to encourage you today, don't run out of gas. Don't run out of the source and, the, and the, the fuel of what it is to move. If you don't have a source, you don't have substance. If there's nothing powering, if there's nothing providing, then you can't have a substance. Remember, these are gifts of the Holy Spirit, and you cannot have gifts operating if you don't have the fuel that is the power and the presence of God. If we are not filled with the power of God, we cannot operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If we are not filled with the Spirit of God, we cannot operate in, those, in that, that purpose that God has for us. It's important for us to be filled with the substance. I know that, that it is, without a doubt, every single person has found out that sometimes life can empty you. Sometimes life can take it out of you. Sometimes you reach places where you've like, you're, you're tired out, you're, you're emptied out, you're, 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 you're peopled out, you're whatever it is, you've, you've had enough, you've, you feel like you're at that moment and it's more than you can handle, more than you can take. That's natural. Every single person needs to have a break. It's dangerous when we get to the place that it's not just a break, now it's a break. We, we begin to break down. It becomes a place that we don't just need a break but we're breaking apart, then God wants you and I to be at a place that we are filled with the presence and this ongoing purpose that God has put in our lives, that we would not be at a place of running out, but knowing the grace of God that is sufficient 
for you. And when you know the grace of God, you can have the power of God to, to move forward and to operate even when things don't go the way you plan. That even when the rain falls hard and makes your socks wet and the roof leaks, you can still worship because your worship is not circumstantial. The power and the source that you have is not the emotional and the circumstantial and the situational, but it is the power of God that dwells on the inside of you. And the deeper your well, the more you'll worship in dark places. The deeper the well, the more you'll worship in dark places. When you go through dark places, I didn't say if, because in this life, we have troubles, we have difficulties, and sometimes it's in the dark places that God's allowing you and I to dig a deeper well, to, di to dig a well that is more than just a surface well, that we're deepened and moving in the presence of God. I thank God that we can have places of encountering the presence of God, but I'm so glad that God's not limited to the front of a sanctuary building. The, the Spirit of God is not limited in a space and in an area because we need the infilling. We go through life that has the ability. Here's the good news. Life has the ability to, to take it out of you, but God has a greater ability to pour it back in you. Now, whatever the world can take out, God is able to more than fill and replenish. And that's what it is, being in his presence. And when we flow in this, it just begin to operate because we've spent time at the filling station. Unfortunately, sometimes, though, our life is more like this. And I, I found this, this, uh, uh, this modern translation or version of the 23rd Psalm, and I hope you can't relate to it. Here's what it says. The clock is my director. I shall not rest. It makes me lie down when only being exhausted. It leads me into deep depression. It hounds my soul. It leads me in circles of frenzy for activity's sake. Even though I run frantically from task to task, I will never get it all done. For my ideal is with me. Deadlines and my need for approval, they drive me. They demand performance from me beyond the limits of my schedule. They anoint my head with migraines. My inbox overflows. Surely fatigue and time pressure shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the bonds of frustration forever. That stinks. I much rather would have the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because he is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How many know that's the place of the refilling and refueling and being in that place of having more than enough? And I want to encourage us today that in this arsenal, that you have a deep well on the inside of you that God wants you to allow to go deeper and deeper so that we don't become dependent on others. Now listen, you say, wait, Jason, we talked about needing other people. Yes, I need you to complete the purpose that God has called us to do, but I don't need you to be the source of how I do it because I can't expect you to do what, what only God can do and you to do what only you can do because if I'm expecting you to fill up my tank, then I've got the wrong person. If I'm expecting you or someone else to refuel me, have you ever been in a place where it feels like you give and you give and give and you're like, I'm done giving because I'm not getting what I thought I'd get back in my giving? Don't raise your hand because that's the place we get to sometimes. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed, I'm, I'm tired out. And here's, if we're going to have the gifts of the Spirit in operation We've got to make sure that we're tapping into a well that is not circumstantial and, and surface, but into a well that is a deep 
presence of God and knowing God in a deeper way and, and allowing ourselves to connect with him in that way that he's filling us up. I want to give you just a, some things here this morning. What's it going to take for us to operate in a, in a world that can take so much out of us? Here's number one. We've got to be filled. Look at your neighbor today. Tell him, be filled. We didn't say be full of it. We said be filled. That we need to be filled up. That we need to be filled with the presence of God. Here is this infilling. That when we, we come to a place of needing over and over again. You remember Thanksgiving dinner. You eat at the, at the dinner table. And then you reach that moment where you've had too much to eat. You step away from the table and you say, I could not eat another thing until about two hours later, you look for another thing. How many know what I'm talking about? It's in that moment, I can't have any more. That's not true. Give it some time and you'll want some more. You'll desire some more. There is this encounter that we can have with God and the filling of the Holy Spirit is not a one and done situation. When you and I get filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, when we are filled with the presence of God, it's not a one-time done. You don't go to the filling station, fill up one time, and then just run for the rest of your life. You've got to keep getting filled over and over and over again. The Bible says in Ephesians, Paul's talking to the church. He's, he says to them, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Somebody say amen. We don't need to discuss that any further, but drunkenness doesn't do anything to fulfill purpose. Jesus, or of course, the scripture says not to be drunk. Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. This word filled means to be perpetual, to be over and over again, a continual filling. It's not a one time and it's over. It's a continual infilling of the power and the presence of God. When I was 13 years old, I encountered the presence of God in a time of prayer as we were at the front of the sanctuary in Littlestown, Pennsylvania, where I grew up. And in that place, I had an encounter with God. It was a place that God spoke to my life as a young kid. God gave me a desire for the word. My life began to transform and change. You say, well, what can happen in a young kid's life? Well, in the right environment, good things can happen. My dad had nurtured that. He had been in a place that, uh, of course, my dad uh, having a radical transformation and uh, made a decision that he was going to raise me different than in the environment that he was raised in. And that environment, instead of being around alcohol, that environment was around the presence of God. And how many know the presence of God can have an effect on you the same way alcohol can? It just goes different directions. It can have an effect on you the same way, just taking a different direction. I had an encounter with God, and at the age of 13, uh, of course, filled with the Holy Spirit. After salvation, that was a, a moment of, for me, growing in the things of God, that yes, for me, praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, experiencing just the, the, the work of God in a deeper way. That was 13. That was 30 years ago. It has not been 30 years since I've been to the filling station. There have been moments in other places that I've spent with God. I remember as a youth pastor over on this side of the sanctuary on a Sunday night, a brand new youth pastor praying and asking God to, to use us while we're here, what God wants to do. God began to speak to my heart about the schools in Fayette County. I remember God pouring over me. And I just had this, uh, this, this moment with God that God began to birth in me a desire to influence and reach into the schools of Fayette County. We did what we could with the 
youth ministry to try and raise up students that would start prayer groups and influence and have things that would be done. But in that moment, I encountered God and there was an infilling and what God was doing was birthing in me a passion and a call and a love for Fayette County. I had no idea what was happening in that 22-year-old life of mine, but God was birthing something in an encounter and a moment with him. Well, that's been however many years ago, 20 years ago, and I've not, I've not been in a place that's been limited. I've still had more encounters and moments of spending time with God. It doesn't mean every moment is that overflow and, oh my goodness, the presence of God is so strong. There are some moments I don't feel it, but I've got a deep enough well that I know I don't have to live off of feelings because I've experienced and encountered the presence of God that even if I don't feel it, I know my source is a deep source. And even if it's not feeling right up here, I know what is right because I'm tethered and deepened and I have a deep well and the source, the source of what I'm going with is not for recognition, not for being, having reassurance, even though we, we talked about those things last week, but it's about knowing who we are in Christ and the deeper your well the longer you'll be able to stand and the more you'll be able to continue and to move because I'll tell you, it's going to happen if it hasn't happened already. You're gonna get moments where you feel like I'm tired out. I don't know if I can keep going anymore. I don't know if I can keep doing this and keep moving in this place and there comes a moment, many are called, few are chosen, that it's this process to start the race and what I want you to know is starting and moving in the gifts of the Spirit are not about what you do for God. It's about the deepened relationship you have with God and the well and the dependency upon His Spirit that you allow Him to do through you. That's where the power of the Holy Spirit comes from is that deepened relationship with Him that we focus not on what we can do but on how deep our walk can be with Him that so that when we walk in difficult places, we know that we have a hope that we can hold on to because we've done more than just a surface level worship, we've allowed it to go deep. And guess where it goes deep? Difficult places. It's in the difficult places when you have to really hone in and say, okay, what do I believe God to do? Who do I believe he is? What am I gonna trust him for? Am I gonna believe that he's greater than what my circumstance says in this moment, that there's a, a filling, that we allow ourselves to be filled over and over again. Here's number two, not only to be filled, but we've gotta be a place of readiness. We've gotta be ready. Here is readiness. When you recognize this, readiness allows us to operate with excellence. You can't do something with excellence if you don't have a readiness. If there's not a readiness about you, you can't do anything with excellence. Paul said these words. He said, if you prophesy, do it with, with all the faith that God gives you. If it's teaching, do it well. If it's serving, do it well. Do it well. Do it with the best that you have. And the best that you have is always affected by our readiness and being prepared. If you're not prepared, how many know you're probably not gonna give your best or do your best? It's in preparation. And I believe that Paul gives us some perspective. There's three words here that we see that Paul says that when, you, when you're generous, do it cheerfully. When you're, when, when, you, when, when you're serving, do it in these fashion. There's three words that I, wanna, I want you to look at today and, and what we wanna recognize. If we're gonna be ready, we've gotta operate with simplicity, with diligence, and cheerfulness. There's gotta be a simplicity, a diligence, and a cheerfulness if we're ready. Here's what simplicity says. Simplicity says that there's a single-mindedness. I'm focused on this thing. 
This is the thing. David said these words, this one thing I ask, this one thing I desire, to be in the house or in the presence of God. What is your one thing? Do you know what your one thing is? Do you know what it is in your life that the one thing, when you wake up, when you go about your day, what is your one thing? I pray the one thing is connected. Today, I want to give glory and honor to God. This one thing moves the conversations that I have. There's conversations that I'll engage in And part of it's connected to my gifting, to the way God has created me. I'm an evangelist at heart. I love to talk about Jesus. I love to share Jesus with people. And so when I engage in a conversation with someone, even if I've just met them, I'm always intrigued by these three things. I'm led in with this, who are you, where are you, and where are you going? Who are you? I care about who you are. And and where are you? Where are you in the stage of life? Because we're all moving from birth to death. And where are you in the stage of life? And where are you going? Because there's only two options at the end of the road, either to spend eternity with God or without God, in hell and separation or in heaven in completion and the eternal place of belonging and being with Christ forever. What are those things? And those conversations that will lead, it always moves to some moment and opportunity to share the truth of hope and life in Jesus Christ. It might not be on the first conversation. It might not be in in just the first encounter, but you better believe I found out who that person is. I wanna know who their name is and I wanna know where they are in life because when I walk away, I wanna know how to pray for them. I wanna know how to pray God send labors into their harvest field. God begin to open the eyes of their heart. I walk through Fayette County and I look through people and I have opportunities and I might not be the one leading them to Jesus because I'm not the only one who is a part of the body of Christ, but I've met them and I planted seed and I watered the seed and I began to speak the hope. And as we all do our part and do the work and love like Jesus, guess what will happen? Fruit begins to grow because I know my one thing. I know my one thing. Here's the truth, that in any organization that is flourishing, that's growing and is effective, any organization at its peak, any individual in that organization is only in charge of 5% of it. What we get in trouble with is we try to control more than 5%, more than our share. We try to do more than we were called to do. We try to do more than what, we're, what is expected of us or what we're able to do. I can only do 5%, and so I've got to do that 5% with the excellence and the best that I've got. But guess what? You've got another 5%, someone else has another 5%, and if we all do with excellence this one thing that we're called to do, when we know this one thing, it becomes effective. Do you know your one thing? Do you know why you wake up and go to work? Because there's no question, you'll get tired of going to work when you don't know why you're going. When you don't have your purpose in line, you'll get tired. Hey, I remember and I watch, Jody and I watch parents of, of younger kids and I gotta be quite honest with you. I bless the Lord that we survived and made it through and I'm like, I will pray for you because I don't wanna go back to some of those days. Can I just be honest? I love having kids, but Let's just be honest. Hey, moms and dads, when the kids are young and you're so overwhelmed and it feels like all you have to do is chase them around and you feel overworked and then you got your job and everything else on top of it and it feels difficult, it feels hard. But even in that moment, hey, young mom, young dad, just remind yourself this one thing, this one thing, this one thing I have and this one thing is my desires. I'm raising and I was raising my kids. Well, what was this one thing? I want to instill in them a faith that knows that there's a God who can go further than their dad can go, a God who is with them in every situation 
situation that they can trust God, that it doesn't mean everything's going to be rosy and perfect and complete, but you can hold on to a God. My, my one thing was when those kids leave my house, I want them to know that there's a God. I want them to know the presence of God. I want them to allow the word of God to begin in getting in their heart and in their mind, which is why we set time to read the Bible and spent time to get the word in them and allow the things of God's truth. Why? Because we're perfect and we have it all together. No, because I can't control everything, but I know this one thing. I know this one thing, and this one thing is what I'm going to do. I'm this one thing that I have. And guess what? When I do this one thing, I trust God with all the rest. Because when I do this one thing that God has put, whatever you're walking through, and you get frustrated, remind yourself, what's the one thing? Because if you're getting overwhelmed, and it feels like you're tired out, you're peopled out, you can't do it anymore, you're missing the one thing. You, you, you've lost sight of the one thing. You, you, you've not allowed yourself to really focus and know this one thing. Because there's moments when it gets hard. There's moments when it feels like I'm tired out. There's moments when it feels like, I don't know, I feel like going on. It's tiring. Whatever that, you come back to this one thing. What is it for us? And making sure that we know with simplicity what it is we're called to. Here's diligence. And, and diligence is having this seriousness and being intentional. And we could sum this up with diligence as being today. Today is the day of salvation. Don't put off till tomorrow what God is calling you to do today. That if we're gonna operate with a readiness, we've gotta say this one thing and we're gonna move on it today. We're gonna step into what that is. But whatever it is that God is putting in our heart that we're gonna be diligent to move on that today. Number three, of course, being cheerfulness. And this will be identified with true, true joy. The idea of cheerfulness is to have the right attitude. How many know you can do something, but if you do something with the wrong attitude, it kind of negates the something that's been done. It's the right attitude and this cheerfulness. The, the Bible says that, that God loves a cheerful giver. Why? Because it's not just giving to God, it's the attitude that he cares about more. God doesn't need your money. And I know there's someone in the room, you say, well, if God doesn't need my money, then I won't give anymore. Well, that's your heart issue, not because you're not the church's provider, he is. And God wants to use through that, but a cheerful heart, man, God will do even more with a right attitude and a readiness that he'll open the door for more opportunity and a readiness to serve. When we come to a place of, of being ready, do you know your one thing? Are you ready to move on that? Are you operating in that today? Be careful not to put off down the road and, and think eventually, because how many know that you can often, oftentimes tell yourself, I'm gonna get there one day, and how many know your one day becomes, I'm not gonna tell you some of the things I thought I was gonna do in a matter of time. Okay, I'll tell you one of them. There's this part of my garage, I'm gonna clean that out. <laughs> one day, one day. That's probably been about six years ago now. About six years ago, the, you know, kids changed rooms and one of them, you know, moving to college or whatever it is and they got furniture. And I don't know what it is that anytime you got to change a room around and you don't need it anymore, it goes to the garage. We got to change that rule. I don't like that rule. We got to find another place for this if it's not going to go there anymore. And, and so I have this in mind. I'm going to get there. I'm telling you, honestly, that one day has been easily six years ago. You know, there's some things that one day I'm going to take seriously. One day I'm going to really pursue this one day. Can I challenge you today? Today? Today, say, God, what is it that, you're, that you've equipped me, enabled me to do? Today is the day. On the YouVersion Bible app, there's a link, and this, this link takes you to a, a free 
um, spiritual gifts test. And we want to encourage you this week, take some time to take that. You're not going to do that right now because it's going to take about 15 to 20 minutes. Give yourself some time. This isn't one of those things, just, you know, quick survey. Do I like this business or not? Uh, this is a, where, where are my interests? It's going gonna, it's gonna to evaluate what are things that you enjoy doing? How did God create you? What do you, what, what do you find joy in? Uh, what are some things that challenge you? And th- those details and that information just kind of being something to be a resource to you. This is, th- this is not something that we expect to be like a, a golden rule of how we, or a, uh, just a, a, a rule and, and structure to how we live, but maybe something to encourage us. Maybe you're saying, I don't know where, that where I'd step in or what that would be. For me, I know that my strengths and gifts are in the area of prophecy and in the area of evangelism. And so I, I know those things that marks how I, I, who I am and how I operate and what I do. There are other people who are gifted with hospitality. <laughs> That's not me. Some of y'all, I come over to your house and you invite us over. You pull out the whole spread. Jody and I are like, we are never having people over at our house again. And there used to be moments for us that would like intimidate us. I remember as a young couple, you know, we're in ministry and it's like, well, that's what you do. And here's what we learned. We are hospitable, but we don't have the gift of hospitality. You say, well, what's the difference there? There's a difference for Jody and I that we would, lo- we would rather take you out to eat than make a meal for you. I'm just being honest with you. Jody can cook and it's all great and that's all fine, but we have learned to enjoy company. We don't want to have the work. But then there's other people who enjoy the company. It's not even work to them. Now, to her and I, it's work. We can do it. We enjoy it. We cook. We do. She does. I don't know who am I talking. Who am I fooling? She does all that because you don't want me doing that. But she's got to be here somewhere. I do the dishes. I thought I'd get an applause or something. I was, it doesn't even happen at home. I don't know. I was like, ta-da, I did the dishes. And she's like, so what? Okay. Uh, There's something you enjoy. And when you enjoy that, like there's some people, and you know, I'm saying that right now. And you're like, man, I love having people over. And I enjoy having people over too. But I'd rather buy a box of donuts and pizza or whatever, wings, and have you over because the whole idea of preparing and all that is work to me. And some of you are like, oh, I love that. You probably have the gift of hospitality. But I used to carry the pressure of like, oh, I have to love to do this. No, I don't. I'm not gifted with that. I just got to do what I'm gifted to do. And when you know what you're gifted to do, you can do that. This will be a resource to you to maybe, maybe help identify what are some gifts and some areas for you. And so I hope that you'll take that and um, you can do that at a, at a time. Give yourself about 20 minutes. That way you're not rushing in and you can give it some, some time to, to really look at that. Let me give you the last uh, well, almost the last thing. Be filled, be ready. Here's the third thing I want to say. Be poured out. If we're going to be at a place that we're going to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, focused and fueled, we've got to be filled up, we've got to be ready with the right attitude, and we've got to be poured out. The church of Jesus is going to grow rapidly when more people move from the wanting to be poured into category into the willing to be poured out category. The church will rapidly move and things will, will more quickly. This is why Isaiah 58 says that, that in that moment when you, when you release the oppressed, when you, when you serve, when you do this, your salvation will come quickly like the dawn. He says in there, you'll be like a well-watered garden and you, some of you will be known as rebuilding broken walls. 
God, let us be known for that. And when we're known for that, it, it shifts. And the church is going to make a, a, a huge shift. When I say the church, I don't mean just faith assembly, but I mean the body of Christ in these last days. There's going to be expedient move and just a greater increase when more people move from the wanting to be poured into category and into the willing to be poured out category. You see, because the people who are willing to be poured out have learned that there's a source and that source that they can pour out of is the source that'll never run dry and will keep filling up and keep replenishing. That there is this more than. Those that are being poured into have not yet recognized and they're waiting for another source to fill them up and that source never lasts long enough for them to go deeper because they have to keep getting that same temporary source to fill them up. But if you drink from the water that he gives, you'll never thirst again. And from the rivers or from the innermost being of your of who you are will flow rivers of living water. That now I'm not dependent on you to get me built up. Now you can help me and assist me, but my source comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. That there's this place of, of being willing to be poured out. And, and notice Paul, Paul reaches the end of his life and he says, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, the time of my departure has come. I've been poured out like a drink offering. I wanna be poured out and not burnt out. There, there's a difference. And the difference is by knowing your purpose, your one thing. And you get burnt out when you just do and do and do and do. But when you know that it's worship unto God, there's a replenishing that pours right back in. That there is this, I'm a drink offering that's poured out to God. And when we live our lives poured out to God, God, I'm here for whatever it is that you want. That has to be the mindset that we carry, that God, I'm here for you. I'm willing to be poured out. I want it to be a work that you're doing in my life. And when we allow that to be poured out, and when we're in a place of poured out and we have the right perspective, we quit blaming people for wearing us out. Have you ever had the moment, and, and let's all be honest, because I'm going to be the honest preacher. Why would I even say that? Because is there such a thing if I've ever not been honest? Forget that what I said, okay? I, let me just be, be transparent. There are times you get tired out. I hope you do because I do. There are moments I have it and I'm like, okay, I can't ever say I've never felt like going to church because even on vacation, I still love to go to church. It's just, it's my hobby and I'm weird, okay. Um, but there's this place of being in, in, in this refilling that even when you don't feel like it, man, you, you don't need the song because you don't have a song. You, you don't need anything, but you're, allow, you're able to dig deep and remind yourself that people, it's not about people, it's about the presence of God because here's what I found myself. I found myself saying, I would get more done and I'd be happier if it weren't for this and that and those things happening in my life. If, I'm just gonna say it this way. If sometimes in the years past, people I've sat with and given time and poured out my energy and poured out my heart to help them in counseling, but they never took any of my advice and they never made any decision to move that way, I gotta be honest with you, it wears me out. <laughs> Even to the point that sometimes it's like, hey, pastor, can I talk to you? No one in this room, I'm talking about years ago. I'm serious, it hasn't happened for a long time. 
Pastor, can I talk to you? <laughs> I didn't say it out loud. I'm like, oh. Oh. Oh, you can't. <laughs> he said, can I, can I see you tonight? <sighs> Jesus, thank you. No, I, my schedule doesn't let me. I can't. Won't open up. You say, well, where's your heart for people? Oh, my heart is there. But there are times when it's like, I had to recognize this person's leaning on me and trying to tap into my well. But they never got their own. They, they never learned how to dig their own well and never learned how to, and I even tried. I'm like, okay, here's a shovel. I don't want to dig, but that's how you do this. No, I want you to dig and me get the squirts. Well, no wonder you're dried up because you just get the squirts. Wait, that didn't sound right. <laughs> And this is live stream. (laughs) (laughs) So don't do that. Oh, I'm glad it's raining. So don't get splashed by someone else's well. But God help us to dig a well. Let's just pray. Y'all ain't going to pay any more attention. We're just done. And that's totally fine. Come on, stand to your feet today. God help us to be poured out. Help us to be like a drink offering. And help us to be replenished. I just want to pray for you today, and, and they're going to sing this song, and we're going to leave. I, we're, not going to, we're not going to linger here. We're not going to sing this song, and I, I want you to carry this with you today and, and really challenge you that, that we need to be filled in the presence of God, filled over and over and over and over and over. Be filled again in the presence of God. Let me just in all sincerity say this. I will help you with a shovel and I'll help you dig. But at some point, you gotta start digging for yourself. At some point, you have to allow your faith to get deep in Jesus. Because my faith can help you in seasons, but my, my faith can't sustain you in every moment. You need the Spirit of God to help you. We need each other to complete the purpose that God gave us but I don't need you to be filled up because everything I need is in Christ. And he is more than enough for me. Just wave your hand if that makes sense. That, yeah, that this God help us to be filled. So I wanna pray this, every head bowed and every eye closed. I just wanna ask you today, you say, Jason, I'm walking through a moment and I, I just need to be, I need to be refilled. And in this moment, I'm gonna, I just wanna encourage you today and just say, hey, everything you need is in Christ. And so be filled with that joy, with the purpose, and don't live on circumstances anymore. Live in the power of his spirit. If that's you today, you say, I need to be filled or refilled. If that's you, just lift your hand right where you are and just put it right back down. Yeah, is there anyone else today? Yeah, yeah, God, fresh, fresh, do it again. I've been a pastor now since I was 21 years old and been in ministry for 22 years and I still need a refilling on a regular basis. 
God, fill me again. God, fill me again. So, Lord, I pray today that, God, thank you for this day that you've made. Thank you that we've come together. And, God, I thank you even this morning that we, God, I didn't mean it, but, Lord, we even got to laugh together. And I thank you that even that is joy. Because in your presence, there's fullness of joy. God, just being with one another. God, we can, we can live this life with purpose. And God, I pray that you would help us to be focused and, full and fueled. God, to be filled with your spirit, to be filled with your power, not leaning on our own strength and not leaning and depending on other people, but God, leaning and depending upon you. Fill us fresh and new in Jesus' name. If you agree with that today, would you say amen? Amen. Well, I'm not going to have you say anything to anybody as you leave because I don't want to get in any trouble. So we'll just, I pray you have a blessed week. We'll be at Mount Olivet tonight at five o'clock for worship. And uh, we love you. God bless you. Be filled again and again. We'll see you next week as we wrap up with Father's Day.